Salutations. This is the Untitled Josh Cast, episode number 42. My name is Josh Gershman. I am joined, as always, by my co-host and co-Josh, Josh Hammond. How's it going? Welcome to our weekly podcast of pop culture, news, politics, or whatever else we feel like talking about. To interact with the show and for updates on future episodes and other fun stuff, you can find us on both Twitter and Instagram at JoshCastPod. You can also catch us weekly on Twitch at twitch.tv slash untitled joshcast. If you would like to support the show, you can subscribe to us on Twitch using your Amazon Prime account or via a regular subscription or on Patreon at patreon.com slash untitled joshcast. Now back to the show. Before we get into today's episode, I want to do a little current events housekeeping. We are recording this early because you and I are very uh, productive individuals But by the time this episode airs, there will be a new president. And and I was thinking today as I was scrolling through Twitter, the thing I will miss the most about the last four years is all the rogue administration accounts. Um, Rogue NASA and rogue White House official and rogue Interior Department and like those. Do you remember four years ago how like. The internet exploded because of these rogue Twitter accounts. Yes. Oh my God. I was obsessed with the rogue NASA account. Um, yeah, I, that was a fun part of a four years that has not been particularly fun. The thing that I am looking forward to is the, what the big reveal of who these people actually are. Um, if you follow, or if you know Maggie Haberman, she's a reporter for the New York times. And like she has gotten all kinds of inside scoops over the last four years of of sources, unnamed sources inside the White House. Now, I don't expect her to reveal them. A journalist never reveals her sources, but I would not be surprised if this comes out over the next year or two of like, hey, this was this person's source. I'm sure some of them will be surprising. I'm sure other them will be like, this was just a person who happened to work there at the time. but like I, I am really I'm looking forward to that, not in a like investigative journalist, conspiracy theorist. I'm going to find the truth kind of a way. But just like it just makes I just wonder about these things of I, who of who was doing that. And like, I, I hope we find out because like I want to know their story. I hope all of them, every one of them, Parks, NASA. Yeah, I hope every one of them is Bill Nye. <laughs> I also want the stories of like. I want rogue White House guy or girl to be like they were. I want to I want that. I want to hear the story about the one time they were tweeting under their desk in a meeting with the president. Like, I just want that story, too. You know. It's going to be interesting. The biographies that come out are going to be really fun. It's going to it's it's going to be wild. Um, Okay, we're not there yet in the future. When you're hearing this, we are there, but we're not there yet. We are still in the past. Um, while we are here in the past, we are doing another movie themed episode today. And this is uh, you have prepared a lot of material for this, which I am excited for. And so I will turn it over to you and then let's uh, let's get the show on the road. Cool. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we were working on our Die Hard episode and I discovered that the translation 
of the Die Hard title to other countries was pretty amazing. I can't remember what it was now, but it made us all laugh. So I thought I would dive significantly deeper into you know, that train of thought and see if I could come up with some trivia using foreign titles that would trick you into not knowing or show your genius by knowing what these <laughs> movies are. Okay. And to give you an example, just so everybody understands, I have done one before we get into it of a book. So you can, you know, so you can see what I am going to do and then I'll give you which book it was. So I'm going to say something along the lines of, I often wonder what his dearest love Zelda would have said if she had known that her husband's greatest book would be called A Man Without Scruples in this Swedish translation. A Man Without Scruples? Huh. Okay. That's, t can I, am I allowed to ask for hints during you this can. whole exercise? One of the hints was obviously Zelda. Yes. Uh, is it The Great Gatsby? It is The Great Gatsby. Nice. That was a good clue. That was a very good clue. All right. I'm glad that you got it. Also, so, that is a much better title. Yes. Great, it should be like The Great Gatsby colon A Man Without Scruples. That is a, a perfect. A Man Without Scruples. That's a perfect title for that book. Um, A lot of these, well completely hilarious and i have enough of them that we can definitely do this again okay. i i picked i picked through but i i have probably a hundred of these ready for us um so i don't know if you're ready let's go ahead and get this get this going let's do it i'm excited all right called if you leave me i delete you in italy this 2004 charlie kaufman film won the oscar for best original screenplay. Oh. Uh, adaptation? It was not adaptation. Uh, the other one. The other ones. I can't I can't remember. Um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, yeah, that makes more sense. You know what? I don't know if I knew that Charlie Kaufman wrote that. Um, yeah. Huh. His fake brother that won the Oscar did not. Oh, okay. That, that's a fun story. I'll tell you guys that story <laughs> on a different podcast. That's a good title, too. Um, all right. Second one. OK. Richard Gere nearly snapped Julia Roberts finger off in an improv scene from this Chinese titled film. I will marry a prostitute to save money. Uh, well, the answer is obviously pretty woman. Um, and that is I wonder Here's what I wonder about that. If like. Was that movie too risque for the Chinese public that they had to say, like they had to put the whole plot of the movie in the title so that people wouldn't know. get the wrong idea about it? That's hilarious. It's, it's really, really interesting. It's a cute. Scene um, when he holds the jewelry, like the necklace box and he, it's a cute scene and her genuine laugh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that was totally an improv scene. Dude, it's fun. It's cool. Um, speaking of prostitutes, okay. Nicholas, Nicholas Cage played a failed writer attempting to drink himself to death in the Japanese titled, I'm drunk and you're a prostitute. <laughs> uh, 
Um, that's that's a win for Japan. I can't I can't beat that. Was um, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say leaving Las Vegas. It is leaving Las yes. Vegas. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. That's um, amazing. Um, so the next one is as much for Lucy as it is for you. Okay. But I don't want Lucy to scream this out when she's excited. The Philippine title of this film, because she's ugly, is an absolutely savage take on why Drew Barrymore's character struggled to receive the affection she deserved. Um, it's the uh, what the heck is the name of this movie that I watched earlier this year? I can't remember the name. It's the one where she has to go back to high school and she's a reporter. Yes. It is uh, that film. Oh, never been kissed. That's what it's called. Never been kissed. Correct. There was a there was a very controversial ad that just came out. Um, I can't I can't remember where. Somewhere that was not the U.S., but like the ad is this woman walking alone at night. And then you see like a guy like stock, like getting a little creeper, creep, creepishly walking behind her. And as he gets closer it's like the music swells and gets all tense and the girl takes out like a makeup wipe and wipes off the makeup on her face. And then she's uglier by the time the guy gets to her. So like that, that is wild. So like that was the it was the um, you should use these amazing makeup wipes like that was the point of the ad. Uh, it it got taken down right away. But I'm that sure just made me cool. think of that. But that is that is. That is wild that somebody said in a meeting yeah. and it was like, this I know is it. My we'll just make a girl ugly. That'll fix everything. <laughs> yeah. Great job, guys. That's amazing. All right. So Isabella, Isabella's face right now says it all. I know you oh. can't you can't see the face if you're listening, but wow. She clearly did not hear the story from last week. I'm so disturbed by that. I don't even have words for it. So that's the proper reaction. I Yeah. I wanted to jump in before you even said that to just yell, I'm not Josie Grossi anymore. <laughs> and then you said that and it just didn't feel appropriate because what the fuck? Exactly. Yeah. So let's exactly. just move on. Moving on. Um, in Argentina, one of the hit songs from this film would have become Vaseline Lightning. <laughs> it's got to be Greece. It is definitely Greece. Wow. That is a very different song, although no less horny than Greece is in general. So it would have fit in. True, true. Probably more important if you're considering that all of those people were in their 30s pretending to be in high school. Which is a tradition that uh, remains. Yes. To this day. Whew, this one's this one's fun. This yeah. one's very obvious, but it made me laugh so hard when I wrote it down. While the young people who traverse dimensions while wearing sunglasses is a mouthful, the French translation of this Wachowski sisters film is on point and factually correct. The young people who traverse, what is it, while wearing sunglasses? Dimensions while wearing sunglasses. It's a great title. I'm yes. pretty sure we're talking about The Matrix here. Um, speaking of the Wachowskis... Have you ever seen uh, Bound, the movie Bound? I have not. Oh, man, that was their 
that was they wanted to make that movie. Um, the Wachowski sisters did. It's a movie about a like a mob guy who steals money. And I think there might be a prostitute involved. And I it's just like a really like dark comedy drama. It's like it's I don't want to call it like kind of like twisted and messed up, but a little bit. It, it a little bit is twisted and messed up. Um, they wanted to make this like really dark art house kind of movie. And they I they either like they either got the money for that by agreeing to do the Matrix, which was going to be this huge, big blockbuster thing, or they had done something else. But like it's one of those things where they the artists of the Wachowski sisters wanted to make this like really niche thing. And in order to get financing for that, they had to go and make this like giant blockbuster thing. In Japan, that film would have been called I'm in the Mafia and you're a prostitute. That's exactly what it would have been called. Yeah. Um, I added this one more for me than you, but it made me so happy that I had to put it on here. In Captain Supermarket, <laughs> as it's known in Japan, Bruce Campbell and his iconic boomstick returned to play the character that made him famous in the third installment of these tongue-in-cheek Sam Raimi zombie films. Captain Supermarket's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, I feel like, you know what, honestly, it's a surprise that growing up we had Captain Planet that we never got a Captain Supermarket. Um, I'm going to go with Evil Dead 3. Although, yes, Evil Dead 3, which is called Army of Darkness. There you go. Uh, I was going to make a high fidelity callback and say, God, what if I told it. you I haven't seen Evil Dead 2 yet? Yes, I, that's one of my favorite takes ever written on language it's so funny jack black is good in so many things but that scene is one of the one of his best the thing that's so i'm gonna get this is gonna take 50 minutes you should have never brought up high fidelity <laughs> too late now the, the thing about jack black in that movie is if you go back and read the book he's not even really playing a character like he's not being jack black like Somehow Nick Hornby, without realizing it, 10 years or so before Jack Black really even existed, wrote a character that was Jack Black. And like, it's not that far from a stretch yeah. from Barry in the book. It's so wild that it just, it worked out so seamlessly. So good. I I read the book two years ago for the first time. It's fine. I don't think it holds up as much as it did when it was first published. Yeah. But, um, but you're spot on there. Like it's so, it it's so Jack Black was perfect for that role. And then Jack Black became Jack Black largely in part because of that role. Yes, totally agreed. Um, Lucy actually got me a signed copy of high fidelity for Christmas. Love it. Um, so the next one, a twin seldom comes alone as it was called in Germany ironically has two different versions one from the 1960s starring Haley Mills and the 1990s remake starring Lindsay Lohan that's just like a great fortune cookie wisdom a twin rarely comes alone um what the heck is the name of that movie uh it's not freaky friday it is that, not freaky that friday is that's correct why that is what's in my head for some reason it's not but it does 
it well you started this by talking about a fortune cookie which is how they switch places in freaky friday so oh maybe that's why i was thinking about freaky friday um i know the movie i can think of it i'm pretty sure dennis quaid is in the one with Lindsay lohan i yes. can't i can't remember the name of it though the um, parent trap par- got it yes nailed it nailed it um i like that movie it's so cute when little kids trick their parents Adorable. yes it is cute also dennis quaid very handsome in that movie must be said. dennis quaid is handsome in every movie. that's true that's true but like he he has he's like in peak dad mode in that movie. It's that's pretty, true. Pretty good. So for the next one, China wasn't particularly worried about spoilers at all when they renamed this horror film, known for its twist ending, "He's a Ghost." <laughs> I'm telling you, man, something must be up with how they word things in China because this is like the second one now where they're just like, no, this is the movie. All you need to know is the title. Um, That is hilarious. I want to say either Ghost with Patrick Swayze, Ghost Dad with Bill Cosby, or more likely it's The Sixth Sense. It is The Sixth Sense. Okay. They don't say who the ghost is. True. They were technically both ghosts. Huh. Spoiler. You know if what? You haven't seen that movie in the last 25 I take it years. back. I think that is a very good deceiving title now. Because they never. Uh, you know what? I think that might be on to something. OK. It's, yes. Uh, the first of four short stories from the Stephen King book, Different Seasons, China reworked the title of this movie starring Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman into Excitement 1995. Wait, 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 ha, China, look, you can't do this to me. I just, I was just praising you and now I have to take that all back. Excitement 1995. But like, what does that even mean? It's the whole movie. You just said it's the whole movie. Um, The answer is it's got to be Shawshank Redemption. It is Shawshank Redemption. But like that movie doesn't take place in 1995, does it? Did it come out in 1995? I don't know. I feel like it take. Man, I don't know. It came out in 94. Maybe it got to China in 1995. There's a lot of of research that needs to be done here. I got to look this up. Uh... When does this movie take place? Um, let's see. While Josh is Googling, little known trivia and fun fact, the last book, I mean, the last story in that book is called The Body, which is the short story that went on to be an amazing movie called Stand By Me. I did not know that. Um, Shawshank Redemption is set in 1947. <laughs> So I don't know what China's doing with this one. All right, moving on. All right, this one's fun. I laughed a lot. It's also China. If Universal Studios were located in China, this Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton movie-themed ride would have been called Run, Run, Clouds. Uh, can you, you, you got cut off there in the end. I just want to hear you say it again. 
run, run, Cloudzilla. I love that. I love that. That see, honestly, that sounds more like the Japanese version because then they could have included missed opportunity. They could have included Godzilla in the tornado. I mean, come on, just right, look. It writes itself. Um, we're we're clearly talking about Twister. We uh, are clearly talking great, about Twister. Great disaster movie. Run, run, Cloudzilla, the ride. That also that makes me think of um. That makes me think of that song. That is in my head, but I can't think of it. You know, you know how that works. Is it Run, Run, Rudolph? No. Is it Vaseline Lightning? It's definitely not Vaseline Lightning. We're gonna move on. Uh, it's something Godzilla adjacent, but now it's, now I've replaced it with Cloudzilla. Or maybe it's, you know what? I don't know. My brain is a strange place these days. Uh, Twister, Twister. The answer is Twister. The answer is Twister. W- would you be happy to know that the next one is also China? I would. We're getting good here. In Mysterious Murder in Snowy Cream, as it's known in China, Marge Gunderson investigates the murder of the town pharmacist shot in a snowy parking lot by a stranger who was helping jump his car battery. I think we're talking about Fargo. We are talking about Fargo. What was the name of this again? Murder mystery in this in snowy what? Mysterious murder in snowy cream. Yeah, it checks out. That's pretty close. Um, this one is my favorite of all of them. When the classic children's book was adapted into an animated film, Israel decided its reigning falafel was close enough. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is cloudy with a chance of meatballs. It, it is. I do like that. It's so good. It's raining falafel. I want that as a tramp stamp. <laughs> um, Lisa, the computer creation from this John Hughes classic prompted Italy to title the cult film The Explosive Woman. Oh, that's an interesting title. Um, the Explosive Woman, huh? I'm pretty sure the answer is the computer that wore tennis shoes. No. It's not. Oh, wait, is it... Uh, what's the other one? Hang on. Weird Science? Is head. it Weird Science? Yes, it's Weird okay. Science, yes. Um, I have two more for you. Okay. They're not as traditional as the other two. This one has two titles for you. And then the last one, I'm going to tell you what genre it's from, and you're going to try to pick which movie it is. Oh, okay. Which translation do you find better for this film? The Hong Kong version, which is Big Dumb Monkey Man Keeps Whacking Tree with Genitals. Or Israel's The Jungle Died Laughing. Uh, um, it stars Brendan Fraser. So we're talking about Tarzan, are we not? No. What's the what's the one? Wait a second. Is this Encino Man? No, I wish it was Encino Man. I want to know what Encino Man translates to now. I am drawing a blank on this one. George of the Jungle. George of the Jungle, that's the one. I just love that Hong Kong was like, big dumb monkey man keeps whacking tree with genitals. Honestly, that I think that would work for Encino Man too. It, that's true. 
that would. All right. Here's your final question. Okay. I wanted to end this by seeing if you could tell me which classic Batman film this Hong Kong title was. Come to my cave and wear this rubber cod piece, cute boy. I mean, there are so many options for that. Um, you've got, I, I'm, I don't think it's either Batman or Batman Returns. The, uh, I don't think it's either of those. Um, it might be. It's I, okay. It's one of two. It's either. Uh, wait, I can't remember which one was in which. Um, George Clooney was either in Batman Forever or Batman and Robin. I can't remember which one. And then the other guy was in the other one whose name is escaping me at the moment. What the heck was his name? Val Kilmer. He was in the other one. I, th- I can't remember which one was in which. I think that's... I'm going to go with Batman Forever. No, it was Batman and Robin. Ah, I was off by one. Okay. I couldn't fit this one into a sentence, but this is how we're going to end it. I thought you would think this was funny. The Italians translated the producer, the Mel Brooks brilliant film that went on to be a Broadway smash. Uh, with- please don't, please don't touch the old woman. <laughs> I mean, yes, but also that, like, I don't, that has nothing to do. All right. I don't, I don't quite know what Italy's up to on that one, but it's an interesting movie title. I did look up, uh, Encino man to see if there were any translations. And unfortunately there's nothing great. It's says California man in Europe and New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not see anything for China. However, Apparently, everyone is just as confused as we are about the Shawshank Redemption title because every single article and post about it is like the movie came out in 1994. Why is this labeled 1995 in the title? It's pretty, it's pretty so weird. weird. It's like if if the movie 2012 was renamed 2013. I don't I don't get it. Why would you do that? That's so that's so weird. Oh, man. Uh, this was a lot of fun. I think there is a lot more material to mine here, a lot more fun to be had, uh, not at, but with these foreign movie titles translated back into English. Um, I often wonder like what the reverse is, like what the inverse of that is. Like do, um, what was the, what was the, uh, the first one, the great Gatsby. So like, does does the does the phrase the Great Gatsby not make sense in Swedish? Like I don't it, know. You know, I just wonder about how things get renamed like that. I do know that it does happen in reverse. Um, when the book that we know as the girl with dragon tattoo, mm-hmm. that's what it was translated into in America. The original title was uh The Men Who Hate Women. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, that's a pretty accurate title for that series. Yeah, too. it definitely is. I did not know that. I, I mean, that makes sense, though. Like the. The girl with the dragon tattoo is much easier to sell than the men who hate women. Um, yes. 
Huh. Fascinating. All right. Well, this has been super interesting. Uh, always a fun exercise about what happens outside of our little our little bubble here. Um, all right. Well, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we'll definitely do this again uh, amongst our other assorted other movie themed episodes. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we'll see what happens when more of our favorite movies get sent abroad and then translated and then translated back. I think we'll have some fun there. Um, I'm trying to think of a good outro for this. But the only thing I can think of is something about scruples, because now I'm obsessed with the Great Gatsby title in Swedish. <laughs> so until next time, hold on to your scruples, everybody. If you have enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a nice rating or review on Apple Podcasts and or follow on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you happen to listen. Those things would really help us out. Don't forget to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram, both of which are at JoshCastPod, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash untitledjoshcast. This show is written and hosted by me, Josh Gershman, and Josh Hammond. It is edited by me, and it is produced by Isabella Stade and Lucy Benetti. The podcast intro music is Gemini by Alki, and the outro music is Cautious by Emerosa. Both appear on the Untitled Joshcast with permission from the artists. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Untitled Joshcast. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. <laughs>